During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Kind of Funny Live 2 is happening May 28th and 29th. It's a two-day event. The first day is going to be a completely ridiculous stage show. What we have planned this year completely blows last year out of the water. And I don't even know how that's possible because we were really stupid last year. And this year's somehow even stupider. Day 2, it's going to be full day of meet and greets. We're hanging out with, with all of us. A bunch of Rooster Teeth people are there. Funhouse people are there. Achievement Hunter. It's going to be a grand old time. There's going to be some games to play. There's going to be signings. It's, gonna just, it's exciting. It's a really fun time. There's going to be exclusive merch. Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be exclusive merch. Go to kindoffunny.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. There's a couple VIP tickets still available, so make sure if you want one of those, you act fast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first ever episode 69 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As it's always, all I'm built Tim to Gettys. this for you, Tim. It's all built to this. I'm joined by the coolest under, dudes in video games, Colin Moriarty and Greg Miller. Today's a very, 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 very special day. It has all built to this. Many of you out there were wondering, what the fuck are you going to do, Tim? You're talking big game about kind of funny games cast episode 69. Are you going to actually do anything differently? The answer is slightly. <laughs> There's a slight theme to this episode, and that theme is good times. If you don't know, kind of funny. Gamescast is a show where we talk about video games and other shit, Colin. Yeah, sometimes it goes I there. I thought you were going to, you and Greg might just get on the table in 69 each other. Well, there was a lot. <laughs> I mean, a this lot of table requests. cannot take a us lot of both being on at 69. A lot of requests uh, for us to do the show naked. Um, I had to pass on that one. I'll show you. I don't know if you're ready for it. But yeah, I ain't ready. I ain't ready for that jelly. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a damn good show. If you got this show early... Because you're a supporter on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. I appreciate you. And if you didn't, you could be one of those people I appreciate. Just throw some money that way. You can throw $69. You can even throw 69 cents. It's a 69th. I'm not going to use the rap error. You won't get anything if you throw 69 cents, but you could do it. Satisfaction. You're helping people out. Trust me, you'll get satisfaction from it. So that's going to be a good old time. I'm going to get right fucking into it. Okay. You know, the show. Topic number one. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, all that stuff. Sure. Topic number one. Sex in games. Sure. We're talking a broad sense here. We're talking about what is your first memories of seeing sex in games? You know, what are some good examples of sex in games? What are some bad examples of sex in games? Oh, when I say oh. sex in games, let's start it off here. What do you think about? I mean, for me, like hot coffee is the mm-hmm. first thing that jumps there to mind. Right? What is hot coffee, Greg? Uh, of course, in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, there was a sex mini game that didn't make the final cut, but was still hidden in the code. And so in the PC version, people could get to it and everybody flipped the fuck out and it like for a week earned them an AO rating and it was taken off of shelves dah, 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 and Rockstar had to reprint the game, put it back out and not have that in there. And it was a huge brouhaha because, mm-hmm. of course, the news media picked it up that Grand Theft Auto has a sex mini game in it and that and that was it. Everybody flipped the fuck out. I love out. me a good brouhaha. Yeah, you know what I mean, Colin? These people just grabbing at headlines. Oh, they didn't, they didn't do any investigative journalism to find out what was really happening. Do you remember seeing it, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hot coffee scene? Oh, hell yeah. 
And I was like, damn, this is titillating. This is uh, completely a letdown. Just these like really poor animations of CJ humping some lady yeah. from doggy style. And it was like, oh, mm. all right. Mm. Let me see why this is a huge deal. What's weird about it is that it was such a big deal back in what? 2004 ish. Yeah. San Andreas came out in 2004. But I don't know if it was found until 05 probably because it was on. I don't think it came to PC right away. Sometime around there. And it was just like that. Everyone was talking about that. And that was like a, a national headline thing. It yeah. wasn't even just like a IGN headline thing because it's the biggest game going. And it, yep. ha- it somehow had this mm-hmm. thing hidden behind. It. I understand why it was such a sexy headline, but it was just like so poorly reported because it made it sound like, you know, you do the Konami code and there you are. You're banging some lady. Yeah. But no, it was like some weird hidden shit. But with, What's extremely interesting to me is then you look at like the later GTAs that get way more realistic looking. Sure. Next gen shit. You're talking about GTA five. The straight up just the scenes in that are like not hidden at all. Part of the game. Yeah. Like when you get the prostitutes in the car in GTA five, it's like it's it's pretty graphic. Right. Shocking. But there's no penetration. There's you no can't penetration. see that. There wasn't penetration in hot coffee either. Sure. But there was just, implied. <laughs> I mean, it's implied in the. I know. I'm just, I, know, I, just, I, know I know. It's really interesting what ten years does. Of course, you know, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. Of desensitizing people. Well, there's that. Yeah, and, and, and Colin, I'll need your help on this. Is Mr. Retro? I want to say what? What is it? I'm thinking of an. Isn't it? Wasn't it a Naughty Dog game, Super Nintendo or uh, Sega, where you could put in a code and it would change the Fox logo to a naked lady? What am I thinking of? Maybe it wasn't Naughty Dog or something. Or what? They didn't make SNES games, but it could be. A, it could be a Genesis game, like Rings of Power. Or Let me like look that. that up because that I remember that one being a know. big deal that there was like a secret code that you could get a naked lady out. I mean, there was there's ancient. What was it like that? Um, there are a lot of like old PC games from the 80s that were like puzzle games that would show naked ladies like um, in like very pixelated forms. Obviously, I had things like Leisure Suit Larry. Um, you have super racist and sexist games like Custer's Revenge, which I think mm. is probably the first really over like use of sexuality sex game, yeah, yeah and a really like very offensive game for a lot of people uh, rightfully so uh i think that in terms of you know so uh, i think you can kind of put these things together like implied sex like i think there was like implied sex to a degree and even final fantasy 4 and final fantasy 6 um or just like love kind of like very clo- a closeness with some characters or whatever but you don't really see it you know with with sprites or whatever like that and so i think that with uh you know i think grand theft auto probably was the like three into a bigger vice city than san andreas even more i think and then four even more were my first real introduction of video game sex as it were then it was mm-hmm. with mass effect and then it was with uncharted yep and, and so. now it's just a normal thing yeah um, which is un- which sex. is kind of unfortunate i mean like rings I've, of power was correct rings of power. Yeah. yeah um so to like i, I kind of feel this way in cinema too like in, in movies and tv like i'm watching the americans right now and uh, which is fine. It's a, a, a show that takes place in the 80s it's about Soviet spies. But like it's very hypersexual. And like I don't see like I've never really seen an example in fiction of where like showing graphic sex or showing like the, the act as opposed to implying or whatever ever adds to the story ever. Like I can't think of a single example of like where I'm like, well, that was really needed. You know, as opposed to like just You're showing them me the sex scene in Terminator between Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor didn't bring you closer to them. It's just like I so I don't I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be a, a, a prude at all in that respect. It's just like in fiction, like I, I think the implication is usually way more powerful than showing it. Like a great example is in I think it's Uncharted 2. Chloe yeah. and Drake, uh, the first time they have sex they like just show Chloe like crawling on top of her or top of him and then like the camera pans away and I'm like that's like great that tells me as much as I needed to know as if you were showing them like rolling around for five minutes like Mm. I I never so I never really in fiction I kind of get uncomfortable with it sometimes where do you come what do you come down with Mass Effect sex scenes then like they're they're cool like the flirtation and the figuring out who you can be with in Mass Effect is way more fun than the awkwardness of like the different 
characters matter. Welcome mentioned. to real life, Colin. I, I, yeah. The chase is always better than the actual act. But to, so to me, like I, I, I'm, I don't see that it's penetrated gaming as much as, mm, uh, mm, as much mm. as it has, you know, film and television. But I'm even seeing it in Americans where I'm like, this is kind of uncomfortable. Like, why do we? Why do I need to see this shit? Like, this doesn't. It doesn't add to the story. And so to me, like sex is a very powerful device in fiction, but it doesn't need it. And it's super additive, but it doesn't need to be seen. It's the same thing of like why it's like it's identical to the two. Unless you're watching like a snuff film or something where like when someone's killed in a movie or shot or stabbed or whatever, you don't really often see it. Right. Like it's often like the guy puts the gun in the the head and the the triggers pull like in the Sopranos and the guy like falls to the ground. Like you don't need to see the bullet careening through his head to know what happened and to have that be like a powerful sort of device mm-hmm. so anyway that's a kind of a, a ramp but um i'm glad that it's not been as as prominent in games as it has been in movie intelligence i just don't see how it adds anything sex is important love is important but seeing it is like kind of uncomfortable yeah i mean i do think i agree with you i think it's uh it's contextual and it can add i think the a tv show example is game of thrones a lot of it is unnecessary but i do think sometimes it does add to the the context of the story and stuff i think god of war is a good example of it is very it's graphic and unnecessary yeah. but like that's kind of the point like it's supposed to kind of make you feel a little uncomfortable just because it's like it's god sex you know what i mean like it is him treating sex as if it's just fucking it the way to get red orbs. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I think contextually it could make sense. But then there's things like BMX XXX, which was one of my first um, memories of sex being a real big thing in video games. That was another headline thing. Mortal Kombat in the early 90s was all about the violence. And then BMX XXX was like sex, 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 sex. And it's like you couldn't read a video game magazine without previews of it. Every it looks so terrible. Month. And it's so bad. When you look at YouTube videos now, it's like, how is this a thing? Yeah, I just uh, it's. Uh, the sex sells, but it says a lot more about our society than, than about the games or the, the movie. And like, I think about, like, you're talking about the Game of Thrones. Yeah, there are some additive sexual components that what I've seen in the first three seasons. I haven't watched it since, but The Tudors is a great example, too. The Showtime is The Tudors, which is about uh, Henry VIII, where it's like, it's almost pornographic. And I'm like, I don't really understand. Like, this isn't, uh, yeah, he's having sex with all these women. We know that. So just allude to it. It takes, a, I feel like it's like almost a, a, a fictional cop out when you show it, as opposed to, like you're wasting time. You need to waste five minutes, or whatever. So you show like it's a graphic sex scene. And I'm like, I'm just sitting here, kind of uncomfortable in my fucking chair in the movie theater, like wanting to see some actual story and some some conflict or some dialogue or something like that. And and um, so like apart from like Mass Effect and like The Witcher is a great more recent example, although it's way more tasteful apparently than it was done in The Witcher and Witcher Two. Yeah. Um, I didn't play them, but I know you don't the, the cards, cards and mm-hmm. you know, this, I guess that's kind of sexist. Um, although I don't agree with the charges that Witcher Three. Everyone's like Witcher Three is. Uh, did you see? Did you see the the Chinese room tweet? Yeah. Um, about the Chinese room and the makers of uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and and uh, uh, Dear Esther. Um, they tweeted out when Witcher 3 sh- or when uh, CD Projekt Red showed a picture of Cyberpunk 2077 of like a cyborg woman in like, you know, lingerie and stockings and stuff like that. And they're like, this is as sexist as we'd expect or whatever. And a lot of people were saying, like, well, this is based on the source material. But I never found that the inclusion of sex made Witcher 3 sexist either. It, well, I don't think there's like very powerful women characters. Exactly. That that's well. the big thing. I mean, so you, like, want to, you want to level at it. In fact, you have to go in and talk about, you know, who Yennefer is, who Triss is and who what their characters are. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. They, you have sex with them. But that's also if you want to, if you want to develop the relationship that way. So I just say that to separate that and Mass Effect, I think, on one side and then something like Grand Theft Auto, maybe on the other side where there is like a more of a sexual and sexist sure. component to it. That's really needless. 
Um, but in all three cases, I don't think showing it has added anything. And I'll go back I, to that Uncharted 2 example. I think is the most. It's power, one of the, that's the most. Rem, the one I remember. There was the plenty of Mass Effect ones that worked. I felt. I remember like, uh, and I I didn't make the choice per- personally, but I can't, so I can't remember if it was Liara or her mother. I think it was Liara though in one right that you could have sex with or whatever, and it was like. It was just it panned away and then panned past her like blue butt, right? And this is the one that got like blown out of proportion on Fox News or whatever. And then they showed it to the pundit who was arguing against it eventually like a day later. And she's like, oh, that was totally fine. I'm stupid or whatever. That one was done well. But there are the weird ones. Yeah, we're like I was thinking of uh, in two or three now they run together where uh, on on your ship you could seduce that like secretary later or whatever and like bring her mm-hmm. up. And it wasn't like a real relationship, but she got in the shower and then I, my, my commander Shepard got in there. My femme Shep got in there. It's like, totally awkward of like. Hey, like you know them trying to bring so these, hot. bring these fucking bodies together to make it happen. But then like I think of uh it's been so long now that I don't remember it well, but I remember at least at the time thinking Heavy Rain did it well with Ethan and Madison because mm-hmm. that was a full on like Madison's naked, Ethan's but it was like they're taking off their clothes or whatever to have sex. It wasn't like it wasn't sex in terms of like bumping uglies, but it was sex yeah. in terms of like we the build up to it and what was going to happen. Yeah, I think that uh, you saying that it's a cop out. I don't necessarily agree that it's a cop out. I do think that it's really difficult to do correctly, and I think that it when it you don't hit that, it feels like a cop out. It is. It feels cheap and it feel, it's cringeworthy. There's a very fine line between it being awesome and being additive and it being cringeworthy. And I think that more often than not, you're going to fail that stuff. But it's the the equivalent to like large scale battles stuff there's a lot of times you see in shows or movies or anything they just don't have the budget for it so they'll kind of cop out and do like kind of like a here's a quick version and that's 99% of the time more effective than them attempting to actually do the the actual fight because they couldn't do that right and I but when they do it right it is awesome and it, it's thrilling like Lord of the Rings um, the second one like yeah. there's that's memorable because it accomplished sex, that. the hobbit sex no, because of the, the battle it's really it's an accomplishment and uh, i think that when sex scenes do stand out and like they do add something it's really special but more often than not especially with video games it's that weird uncanny valley thing where it's that's like, the big thing is like yeah weird. when you bring together these models and something that has to be so intimate and so like you know touching someone and loving someone that like when it's just like yeah awkward you know that they're like clearly their bodies are like clipping or whatever it's just like why why even bother doing this why is this what it's got to be yeah another i think good example was in uh far cry 3 the blood dragon did you guys play that no yeah i played I but didn't. i didn't beat it uh it, there's the, there's a fucking awesome sex scene it's all like retro 80s um like 8-bit style oh, pixels and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. and stuff and then i wrote the line down because it's fucking awesome I want to be blinded with your cyber love and it's just it's totally aware of itself and it like it it doesn't show too much but it shows more than it needed to sure but it's perfect it's like that perfect thing of like they nailed it because it is kind of a parody of itself Far Cry 3 is another interesting example too of sex and games mm-hmm. with that woman who's on top of you and from first person perspective and I'm thinking of the ending I believe correct me if I'm wrong do you remember it well I don't I, I, I believe it, about right game. like it was like it was awkward in quotes but it was more disturbing it was jarring you know what i mean it wasn't meant to be like this is so fucking good like it was like why is that happening and then spoilers for the end of far cry 3 like she kills you like as she's having sex with you right or like at least the very end part i'm thinking of and i think there might have been a part early in the game where she was having sex with you but it didn't kill you but it was like it was meant to be like this is some kind of weird oh i'm dead yeah you know what i mean like it wasn't meant to be like yeah fuck we nailed yeah. we nailed fuck that was it. awesome no. i mean i mean going way back Super Mario Bros. There's no sex. There's no anything. That little kiss at the end, though, that was enough for me. I can imply. I, I can infer some shit. You really? Yeah. You think Mario and the Princess Bang? 100%. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Mario, way. In Super Mario Bros. 1, yeah. In the rest of them, probably not. She was sick of that shit. She didn't need that plumber dick. Whoa. But Super Mario Bros. Whoa. 1. 
The pipes were clogged. Jesus, Tim. <laughs> Holy God. Hey. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with sex. That's my problem is the people that act like there's an issue I'm with the sex I'm not saying there's anything itself. wrong with sex. It was just, I thought maybe he would lay some pipe, but he's clogged. The pipes were clogged. They were clogged. And he took care of that. All right. Uh-huh. All he right. did. Okay. I mean, I hope he did. Or I don't did know. I didn't, get, the pipe. I didn't play that part of the game. They did what Colin's talking about, and they didn't show it. But I see, I don't, <laughs> I don't know they're implying the same way Colin's talking about them. I don't know, man. Do you see not, that? Did you play Super Mario All-Stars version? I don't think that I That has an animated thing of them kissing, and that kiss... It made him blush. Yeah. And if I know Nintendo. you And you do. Mm-hmm. You think that led to the bumpings. Yeah. And okay. then there was Pokemon Gold and Silver when you can make the Pokemon right. mate. You leave them at the breeding center and then they have the kids. Viva, yeah. P- Viva Pinata did sex really well. Animal husbandry, right? Mm-hmm. Where they went and then they like, and then little cute animals came out. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd have to, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Yeah. When I leave my Pokemon at the breeding center, I know what's going on. I'm not stupid. Eight year old Timmy. He's imagining that Pikachu bumping nasties with Jigglypuff. He's <laughs> getting all up in that. Laying them eggs. I have to walk a thousand steps to make them hatch. Yeah. Wait, who's laying the eggs? They do. Which one? Then you have the poke egg. I don't know. The, whoever the female is. Okay. Don't ask stupid questions, Craig. I'm sorry. I just don't. I'm not familiar with the breeding. <laughs> uh, I have a list of, of other games. Let's see. I think we talked about most. How do you do it is a more recent one. Oh, sure. That we did. Nina's game. Nina's game. Yes. We did a let's play of it. Right. Me and Nick over at youtube.com slash kind of funny games sure. i enjoyed that a lot you yeah. see that one mm. it's when you take there's two dolls and when your mom oh, yeah, leaves yeah. you and you have to like figure out how to do it because you don't know how to do it i didn't know how to do it still might not know how to do it on, i mean on that level cybell is another great example of it a game based on losing your virginity or whatever and through you know through a relationship you build in the game but again it's not it's not your sex is part of the the story not so much like the end goal right or how it all plays out it's just it's it's used the way that wouldn't be, make it you know and you know that's not exploiting it it's you know about falling in love and it's about exploring this relationship and about that thing but it comes down to losing your virginity to this guy that you've met online mm-hmm. that's interesting that's good i thought that was a good way to handle it i need to check that out it definitely yeah. sounds like an interesting game right up my alley yeah no you you'd enjoy it it's definitely interesting mm-hmm. very different um so to kind of wrap this topic up unless you guys have anything more to add Going back to the Mario thing, jokes aside, my my first real introduction to the idea and concept of sex and video games together was the benefit rap song Warp to World 6-9, which perfectly ties into this topic. Yes, of course. Where he made a rap song about trying to beat Mario for the first time back when he was in uh, elementary school. And th- there's a line where he says that like he, he remembers when one of the kids says that if you beat the game, you see the princess naked. And that drove him... <laughs> to want to beat the game like it's a really graphic song it's like it's a nasty rap song but i remember hearing that and it totally changed my entire view of the video game where i'm like oh my god that's awesome when you're a little kid you know what boobs are so pixelated boobs sounds awesome i remember that it stuck with me and it pushed me to beat super mario brothers were you disappointed when you got there and there was just no? I was happy again. I saw the blushing and I'm like, all right, cool. That's implied. I know what's up, princess. You were I know, chasing I, the entire time. I this looks so get fucked it. up in the original Mario. It's sloth in a dress. <laughs> sloth from the Goonies in a pink yeah, dress. It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. All right, topic two. We're going off of the crazy theme today. We're we're going to talk about some real games, cash shit, because I know people out there love it. We're talking about game of the year so far. Oh yeah. Last year, throughout the year, we did these topics to kind of catch up on some stuff. We're now in April. No, we're fuck. We're in May. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. A lot of games have come out. Right. What jumps to your immediate attention? Uncharted Four, mm-hmm. of course. Me too. Right. Me too. I mean, like, I it's. I think it has to be 
far and away in the lead right now. You, if, I mean, by when we're recording this, right, it's the the embargo posted this morning. All these five stars, all these tens, all these nines, all these eight point eights. Like people <laughs> love this game, and it's clear why. Poor it, Lucy. It'll always be the interesting thing of will it make it by the end of the year, right? Because again, Uncharted is was obvious. Mm-hmm. It was obvious this game's going to be great. It was obvious going to be both, but it all works against it by the end of the year. That well, sure, we expected Uncharted to be great, but game why yeah. that came from this indie studio that we didn't know and did this, that, and the other, and set the world on yeah. fire. Didn't hurt the Last of Us though in 2013. Sure. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's the thing. But I mean, like, you know, but there's always that thing with sequels where you have this game that's its fourth rendition. I think it'll work to its benefit that it's the last Uncharted. This yeah. is your last chance to give an Uncharted game game of the year. I think this has been a good year so far. Um, well, Uncharted, I think, comes to mind. I think Uncharted, obviously, is the game to beat. <clears throat> In terms of fun, I think Ratchet and Clank is the game to beat. Mm. Um, and uh, like Ratchet and Clank, I think, is a way more fun game um then and and plays better i actually think than uncharted really? but but i do think that that's not gameplay is king typically but i think uncharted is really one of the examples where i'm like is it really king in this game i don't think so i mean they're you know the king of third person shooters even gears of war is way better vanquish is way better there's a bunch of third person shooters that are better but that's not what we're playing uncharted for um so I was listening to the review yesterday after we because we I had re, I had reviewed it with you guys you had beaten and you were very patient with me and 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 uh, waiting for me to beat it um, and I beat it yesterday and I was I was um, kind of blown away by it the end and um, it went a different direction than I thought it was going to go I didn't expect it and I don't think anyone is expecting the end of the, the game which I think is going to be fun for a lot of people and I was thinking about it and I'm like well this is just one of those examples where like gameplay just isn't as important as it typically is it's totally competent and i think above average in its gameplay but it's just everything else in the game is so fantastic that um it's very similar to the last of us in that respect like the last of us wasn't like an amazing game to play it was an amazing game to experience and and i think that so i think uncharted is definitely the game to beat um mm-hmm. and i will be shocked if anything does beat it to be yeah, honest. really yeah yeah i mean i'm right there with you guys obviously it's my number one i i even ratchet i absolutely adore ratchet and love ratchet i had way more fun playing uncharted and i think that it's not necessarily talking about the gameplay, but as an experience, all of that does go out the window, window because it was so much fun. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. Ratchet, when I was playing it, I could step away from it for a bit. Uncharted just had me totally. And, and even now that it's done, even though I'm not playing it anymore, it's like all I can think about is all I want to talk to everybody about. Yeah. And I wonder how long that'll last. And the good news is, I think it will last through the rest of the year. I think that, that this is going to be a game that we keep talking about and going back to forever in the same way we do about the, the other Uncharted's. Um, Ratchet and Clank I don't think we're going to be talking about much no I don't think so either but it's funny in this weird way Ratchet had its hooks in me more because it was not expected that it was going to be as good as it was and I was just like kept remarking to myself like wow this is fun I'm like I'm having fun look how much fun I'm having and and Uncharted is a fun experience but it was an experience it was like uh, um, like watching a movie it's like I almost didn't want to play it sometimes I'm like I just wish that I could you know, Aaron remarks to me like she's like these things, meaning the cutscenes were like my favorite part. I'm like mine too. You yeah. know, like so like I wish that like you know it's fun walking around looking for treasure and fighting in these gun battles and platforming and all that kind of stuff and grappling and, and whatever. But I really enjoyed just the story and then that story is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I I would say Uncharted is the game to beat for sure. Um, and then I would say Ratchet and Clank and I would give a shout out to the Division. Um, mm, Division, interesting. And, one. Awesome, uh, right? I would, uh, and they're small. Yeah, I give a shout out to Layers of Fear. I, my, 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 my second in my, in my list of game of the year right now would be Uncharted, and then it'd be Severed. Like I love. Oh, Severed, Severed right? Severed of was such a great package. Severed's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Severed was the same way. I feel like of. 
on paper, I shouldn't like this game. Holy shit, I'm having such a great time. And I'd put it down. I'm like, I really want to fucking keep playing. I wish this plane ride wasn't ending. I wish yeah. this wasn't happening. I wish I could keep playing. Yeah, that for me, that experience was Fire Emblem Fates. And I I was not too excited for it just because I didn't really like the, the art style of the characters going into it. I was in love with Awakening so much. So when it came, I kind of wasn't anticipating it. So when it got there, I was kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll get it when I get it. Started playing it, and I'm like, man damn they got me i'm hooked and the fact that that game kept giving me more because there's three games to play yeah um it did that for me on planes where it's just like it never ends there's just more and more and more another dlc coming out i just think final has this very special uh gameplay where it's just and especially uh, portable it's great where it's pick up and play you can do one mission and you're done and you can do another one and it's like you don't you don't get lost in the same way you do with a bunch of rpgs you know, like because it's more of a just a, a tactical game, like I, I just think that they do a really good job of condensing it down into bite sized pieces that are still very substantial. And they, you always you feel like you accomplish something. And it keeps me thinking about the next time I'm coming back to play. Now, you were more up on it than us. Is Firewatch on your list anymore? Yeah, I think Firewatch is definitely on the list. Yeah, um, for right know. now. Like well, in terms well, of like, so assembling this ballot. Last year when we ended the year, we did our game of the year discussion. We had 10 games each. Yeah. Firewatch would definitely be on that. I don't think it's going to leave. Interesting. Um, and Yeah, because 10 is a lot. Yeah, no, you no, know? no, totally. Um, I think Firewatch, it's, it, it was a great experience. And again, I, I said this even during the review, I didn't necessarily have fun playing it. I think it's kind of like what you're saying about Uncharted to a much lesser extent because you still have fun playing uncharted i didn't really have fun playing the game but i was so interested by it that i was compelled to keep going and i looking back at it i love the story um and that's subjective but it is definitely like i i enjoyed it i thought it was great and i thought that as a story-based game it did exactly what i needed it to and it didn't overstay its welcome which it very well could have sure um to see what else we got going. I want to. I mean, another. I probably. I don't know if it's a number three because this is kind of just like a list or whatever. But I mean, Quantum Break was on there for me. Mm. I loved Quantum Break. Great fusion. Like I've said a million times in this show and talked at length about of playing a game but watching a movie or television series or whatever you want to do. But a great narrative that I really really had a fun time with. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to a couple games just because I'm sure we're going to get a million comments on them. These aren't our cups of tea, but like this year has been a great year for gaming so far for so many people with. The Witness, XCOM 2, oh, yeah, yeah. Stardew Valley, Hyperlight Drifter, and Dark Souls 3. Those are all games that we're, aren't necessarily things that we're going to play, but like it seems like people absolutely people adore love that, all of that Stardew, Stardew, Stardew Valley. Valley yeah. which when it comes to Vita. A, apparently it's coming to console now. We'll believe it when we fucking play it and get some trophies. You know what I'm saying over here? But yeah, The Witness is a great great one to put on there too. Yeah, because you're exactly right. Popped it in, played it for like whatever, a couple hours, and I was like, not for me. But I see why people love it, and it's beautiful. I totally understand why people would want to be part of this, why they get into this. Mm-hmm. And Stardew Valley, yeah, that, that's definitely one that has my interest, but not enough for me to sit down and play it on a PC or whatever, just because yeah. I have so many other things to play and screw around with. But that's the type of game that once it gets on Vita, I want to see how interested you in it. Sure, but I think I bet it'll only be on PS4. Okay. Be but if it made it to Vita, that seems like a right up your alley. Sure. No, I agree with you 100%. Thing. Yeah, it's just not there. So there there are more Yes. to, to, to discuss, I think. So... Um, some of these games didn't come out. That, well, some, some of them, some of them didn't. Yeah, that's where it gets tricky. Right? Alien, going home. Alienation's clearly going to be on that list. I haven't spent enough time with it, but I, I, I mean, I, for what I, I mean, the game's going to be awesome. I mean, that's definitely going to be on my list. Enter the Gungeon was really cool on PS4, but I, I you probably put on your list. Yeah, though, I don't right? know. Why I put it on my list. Hitman Go definitely would be on my list uh, on Vita. Foul Play would definitely be on my list. Interesting. Um, and you really uh, like Foul Play? Yeah, I think Far Cry Primal was really cool. 
played, I dumped a bunch of time into it. Um, Saturday morning RPG, which came to Vita and PS4 this year, but is actually an older PC game. Um, I think would definitely be on the list. And uh, I'm assuming you'd want to give, even though you haven't touched it yet, Shadow Complex Remastered. Yeah, Shadow, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably going to mean, I, I don't know that I can resist Shadow Complex Remastered. So, um, yeah. so there are a lot of, no, this is a, very, this is it's, a very, it's a very good I feel year. like there's been a lot of good g- games, even great games, but amazing game of the year games. It's like, what would I give nods to? You yeah, exactly. I mean? I mean, for me, Amplitude, I would totally give yeah, it. Sure, sure. That was on my list last year because technically for, um, not Patreon. Backers. backers back, K- Kickstarter backers. They got it the week before um, the year ended in 2015, but it was the first week of 2016. So I'm going to count it and it's definitely going to be on the list. Kay. I spent so much time in that game and it is just perfection. I'll allow it. Um, yeah, Firewatch, Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, not going to be on my list. Uh, it's cool. People really like it. It was a little too grindy for me, and it was just way too long. Um, it's fun. It's cool. I just It's not what I'm looking for uh, in a game. Unravel? No way. You didn't like Unravel? No. Totally. I was like, what is going on? Why is this? Uh, super hot. I super played through it on PC. Hot. It's now on Xbox One. One. Xbox One. I loved it. I, I love, love it because it's short. We did that Let's Play. I loved it too, but I don't, yeah, I need to sit down. I got my Xbox One version. I haven't sat down to play it because it's short, isn't it? It's very short. Okay. And it's one of those games I would definitely put on my list. I okay. think it's a, it's a lot of fun. And it, again, it's like Is there a reason experience. to replay it or anything like I that? Mean, it, and I'm not like saying not, length I don't really, justifies purchases. I Replaying isn't so much my my thing. Yeah. So like I wouldn't, I would never replay it. Um, but it's great, but I also would never replay portal and I absolutely love portal. Sure. You know, so I, I think that they're similar in the sense that like, it's a great experience through and then it, you think about it a lot afterwards. Gotcha. Um, bravely second again, I haven't played it. Have you given the Bravely? No, people, people that said I'd love it cause it's job, you know, it's class based job based, but no, that would require me to play 3ds and I, I don't it's even true. know where my 3ds is at this point. Twilight princess HD came out. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon tournament loved it. Like being Kevin did the let's play, did that was well fun. Too. I play with uh, my roommate every once in a while, and when we're bored of Smash, and uh, it's cool. It's a fun diversion. People seem to really like it, and it's getting a lot of pickup in the tournament scene. So that's good. Uh, Star Fox Zero, no, 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 no. Uh, Walking Dead, Michonne, no way. Yeah, cool. Did this episode three out? Yep. And you beat it? Yep. Man, another. It's it it's it was the inverse where it was like. Um, episode one was fine. Oh, episode two is uh, episode three is fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Party hard. Yeah, came out on PC last year. It's right. now on PS4. That game is awesome. Yeah, that it's game fun. is that game is really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's a really, fun. really cool game. Yeah, um, that's it. Pretty. That's my list. I'm sure we're gonna miss something, but and I feel like there's definitely a consensus. Uncharted three or sure. four is miles away and that'll be that's else. what's gonna be fascinating to see what happens in the fall and what actually makes it out this year and where all that goes and if what if persona 5 gets out this year what does final fantasy end up doing yeah is horizon gonna hit this persona year? yeah persona i do it's coming out in the fall in japan right i assume that they're september I, 15th in japan, i love it right? yeah i love it that's so awesome Talk so, shit bo- gets shot. so bold i really still think that persona in a way is gonna eat final fantasy's lunch i don't think that i don't think that it's gonna be eat its lunch in terms of sales it's going to sell very well i i, I i'll i'll bet that it's gonna score way higher on metacritic though um so I think it'll be a, a bigger critical hit. The game looks fucking awesome. Yeah. I was like, did yeah. you, you watch the trailer? trailer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so stylish. Um, so I'm really, really stoked about that. And I'm not a Persona fan. I just think that it's so refreshing to see something that's different. You know, that's not a boy band running around in a car. And that's not the Tales. So that's, that. that's, that's that's not Tales either. Like, I'm a huge Tales fan, but it's kind of getting very samey now. They, I wish they'd kind of go away for a little while now. It's like 15 of them. It's like, okay, they're great games. I love them. But that last one was, was left much to be desired. Um, so that was really cool news to see to see that or whatever. But what I was going to say is my takeaway right now is that we were we were Greg, we were really talking on on PS I love you about 
kind of the dearth of PS4 exclusives, like AAA exclusives that are sure. really worthwhile. And I, and and in terms of like AAA exclusives, so I, I love Resogun and all the Housemark stuff. But I mean, in terms of like you go into a store and you spend sixty dollars or forty dollars because Ratchet's a AAA game. Um, Bloodborne was really the only one that was like really really amazing. I think to a lot of people, and I think Infamous and Killzone were kind of on a, a pillar below that, and then everything else like Knack and the Order and everything. Everyone can kind of take or leave. And it's so funny that within a three week period or so, or less than a month, Ratchet and Uncharted are coming out, which are basically the first and second best exclu- like AAA yep. exclusives on the console. And so my takeaway is that PS4 is finally getting its games. Um, I mean, those two games yeah. alone justified my PS4 entirely. Not that I didn't have great experiences before, but in terms of like exclusive shit, mm. it's done. It's like that is totally worth the investment because they yep. are amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. I, it's, it's cool to see. Uh, I didn't really expect it. I knew that Uncharted was going to be awesome. Um, I didn't know Ratchet was going to be as awesome as it was, but both kind of exceeded my expectations in their own way. Uncharted definitely exceeded my expectations because I was kind of tempered down a little bit on it. But, it, you know, by the time I beat it, I was like really quite, quite high on it. I wish I could almost do our review again because I think I would be a little less critical of it. Um, but good news you can there's a spoiler cast that we're recording right after this so live so, on monday so i mean uncharted's a must play game and I, and I i like thinking about the games that are coming after the rest of the year i really do think it's gonna be very hard to beat it um i mean you figure in terms of big budget stuff what would you be looking at you'd be looking at doom you'd be looking at gears you'd yeah be looking doom's not gonna do it though. i know I'm, I'm not saying i don't don't get me wrong this is not me saying i wish i hope it does that'd be awesome if doom yeah, yeah, yeah. uncharted but i just can't imagine that's going to happen <laughs> doom gears horizon if it doesn't get pushed yeah horizon i don't think it's gonna make it the, the, yeah you got yeah gears i think is gonna be a, a competitor um you know you have the, your big your big guns like call of duty i mean you might get a new battlefield and titanfall might come out um so I, there are some games that are coming out. Final Fantasy might be great. Persona might be great. Um, I think what they're both the, probably going to be great. What are the chances of the Amy Hennig Star Wars game coming out this year? No. Oh, no. No way. You think So that's a next year game? Do you think we'll hear about it at E3 at all? I would say it's even announced next year. Maybe not even released really? next year. Yeah. You Holy figure shit. next year is going to be Mass Effect. Mm. Another mm. EA space game. Like, and granted, different things. Star Wars is Star Wars. but Yeah, I don't know that that game's even close to being ready. So mm. not that I know much about it. but That uh, sucks. I want it. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think what we see is what we get this year, except for maybe I think Dead Don't Ride might be a oh, game right. that we, we that might come out this year. And I think that um, that's not announced yet. And maybe you'll get something from Bethesda or something. Well, Dishonored's coming out. Yeah. Um, no Zelda, so. Great. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I, I just, none. I think there's going to be a great game. I mean, Mirror's Edge, people are going to like Deus Ex is coming out. People, I mean, these are ga- their game. Homefront, I think, is going to be really good. There are games that are people are going to enjoy, but I don't know that. Uncharted 4 is a once, twice, maybe three in a generation kind of game, I think. It's very similar to The Last of Us and Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 2. Um, so I just... What does a game have to do to beat it? Yeah. I, I mean, It would I, have I, to be something that comes out of... I, I think independent. It would have to be like your gone homes or whatever. Your journeys. Like I think that it is going to require some... Small developer. You don't know thing. what you're getting. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this just rocked me. And then everyone's talking about that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Too big to fail, they call it. Too big. Like Enron. To fail. Like Enron, yes. Enron was too big to fail. That's true. Topic three comes from Yasir Madauer from Patreon. He says, your video game's shameless, all console generations. Great slash famous games you've never played, but you know you should have. And now given your involvement in the industry. Oh, what? And the opposite, games you wish you had never played. But those are two very different things. So I think he's <laughs> Let's saying, stick with the shameless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick with the shameless. So what is it? what games haven't you played? I like right. the... the Console generation thing. Okay. So, so like, where, where okay. do you want to start? start I don't want to start on NES yeah. because we don't need the stuff before that. Unless okay. you think we do, Colin. I mean, I think there are must play games in that period, but I think that there are, are. Well, no, there are, are, are you know, Miss Pac Man. I think I you know. haven't played Miss Pac Man. You're a fool. 
um, you know, Galaga, Space Invaders. Um, but I, but they're so old now that I don't know that you know you necessarily you know Dig Dug and Cubert and stuff. I mean, these are foundational games, mm-hmm. right? They're very important games um, that you should absolutely play. I mean, you have you really have some homework to do if you've not played those classic games. But I do th- agree with you that I think things start on the end. What are we counting by played? Beat, tried, dip your toe in the water. Where are we at? I mean, I think I that think, he's talking about. He's talking about beat, but I think that no. if we tried to play it, I think that if, if we gave then. it the shot, it counts. Okay, okay, okay. Because we we tried. Because I've never like I, you know if we're starting with NES that era, of course, then I think le- the original Legend of Zelda. But I've played. It. I've never mm. beaten it. I've never gone away through it. But I've played it. I've run around the overworld map and done stuff. And yeah, I don't think you need okay, to okay, beat okay. that game mm-hmm. if you okay. give it at least the shot to understand. Sure, exactly. How yeah, it yeah, plays yeah. and stuff. The funny thing is, is I don't, I don't know that there's anything in that era that I didn't play. Like on the NES. that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Master System is a different story. I, you, I didn't you, play almost like, anything on Master System. Fine, well, there's some worry. games like Alex. Like I, and again, I've played these yeah, games, but like I just, don't, but I just don't remember them. Mm. Like yeah. the Alex Kid and and what one and Miracle World. Yeah, what's a Wonder? Is there Wonder Boy? Is that the same Wonder? The I fuck you're about, I know you're talking about. Um, they were kind of like seminal Master System games and Genesis games. Because another one just came out recently. Of Wonder Boy? I think Boy it's Wonder Boy or something. I think you're right. There's a whole bunch of Genesis games I didn't play, but that's. Yeah, Genesis is other shit, right? Maybe, yeah, Master System. I mean, again, I said this a long time ago. I didn't even know Master System was a thing yeah, until later. So it's like, I missed out on all of that. I think you're fine. Don't worry. Unless there was ports and stuff on other systems that I might have just played. Um, but I in mean, terms of NES. As games, be, being a Sega kid, there's tons of NES. I mean, I miss so much NES stuff and SNES stuff. Like, I, those are huge holes in my, in my you know, repertoire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing is like I you know I've played Super Mario obviously but have I beaten Super Mario Brothers I don't know probably not I can't I don't know where I would have done that oh man sat down you and then the original Super Mario Brothers you gotta do yeah that. I mean beating a game is a different story if the, if the story is beating a game then I'd never play and then I, I never beat even a lot of Nintendo kind of stuff like like uh, the Star Fox games none of them like the, oh really yeah like none the, of them no like not the, even 64 I think Adventure is the only one I beat you, you beat Adventure yeah um like uh <laughs> Like a lot of Donkey Kong games, like Donkey uh-huh. Kong Country One, I think I beat, and I don't think I you beat didn't the beat other two. No, I don't think I. Oh beat my them. god, these are like these are so these are like rentals, you know. Like I was, yeah. I wasn't really into platformers at that point, so it was like re- like SNES to me was. was talking about this on our, our uh, on our AMA recently. Like if you're talking about beating games, and I guess that's what he's talking about, then like there's a lot of games that I didn't beat. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of games I did. There are a fucking shit ton of games I beat. Yeah. I never but, beat Metroid, but I played it enough. The original Metroid? The, the first it's a fantastic game. It's fucking, it's fucking hard. hard as hell. That game is really hard. Yeah, I just I couldn't um, handle it. And Mega Man, none of them. Yeah, I mean, those are... My, I mean, to me, on NES, for instance, the must-play games are, like, the three Mario games, uh, six Mega Man games, three Castlevania games, three Ninja Gaiden games, the Dragon Warrior games, all four of those. I never beat any. I never beat like, the Dragon Warrior, never beat uh, Ninja Gaiden, never beat uh, Castlevania. See, then, I'll go as far as I don't think I ever played a Ninja Gaiden. Oh my god, those games are fucking awesome. Saw it, oh, obviously. But like, that was always something you saw at a friend's house like before you put in Mario. They're impossibly hard, but, but I mean, they're not impossible. They're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Um And then you have DuckTales, like a lot of the Capcom games, Chippendales, Rocky Rick, 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 all the first party wah, wah, wah. stuff. Okay, going all the way to like Star Tropics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but there are even like later games like Yoshi's Cooking Show. I don't even know what the fuck that game well, really that, is. That's not must play. But, but, fuck that. But, um, that was like so late. I mean, I had yeah. an SNES for like three years when yeah. the game came out. I don't even know what that was. It was dumb. This game is, but yeah, I mean, like if we're talking about beating games, like there's a shit ton of games I didn't beat because like you, you, you're a kid. Yeah. And like, you just want to move on. And I, to me, it was like, uh, so for every Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask that I obviously beat the shit out of, I mean, there were games on N64 where I like just fucked around with and I never beat. I wasn't really even into the N64 that much. So it was, it was, um, I was so into role playing games in the nineties that, that though I beat a lot of those kinds of games, yeah. even the really obscure, like quintet shit and stuff like that on SNES or, 
Um, and then on PS1, I mean, there's a, I had so many games on the PS1 that were, and I, I think if you looked at my catalog of games and they're somewhere in my mom's house, I think you could see like 90, I probably have like 50 plus PS1 games mm-hmm. and you would see 40 of them are RPGs probably. And yeah. then I have like the occasional like Metal Gear Solid or um, Tenchu or something like that or Bushido Blade. But yeah, I wish I that's I wish I connected with RPGs earlier. I would especially JRPGs or whatever. Just in the fact of like Final Fantasy, I have no lineage with right. Just because it never looked interesting when I try seven, even people tell me how great it was, it just never worked for me, never clicked for me. And I wish I cared more about that. I cared period about that. It was years. a value proposition. I I understood uh, again. I don't agree with that value proposition anymore now that I have money. But when you're a kid and you are scrounging money together by games and stuff like that, it's like well, I gravitated towards that. Cause I'm like this game takes for fucking ever. Yeah. to beat uh, that's wa- awesome and it is it's all yeah. as long as you like it yeah. like now there are shit fucking jrpgs i mean i remember saga frontier being like one of the worst games i'd ever played beyond the beyond which was a yeah. we had we had a copy of that for from the podcast on ps1 is a terrible fucking game mm. you know like terrible i remember buying i was i bought that in 1990 god 1997 i was in seventh or eighth grade and, I, and I, it was like the third or fourth ps1 game i'd ever bought i had final fantasy 7 castlevania and i think um well, I guess I had a few more at that point. I like, probably the rap. I had like Tomb Raider and stuff like that. But um, I remember buying that game and make this game sucks. And that was like one of my one of my first like kind of letdowns where I'm like, I bought this game used too, so I couldn't return it. And I still have it. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't always work out that way. You don't always want to spend time. But when you have time as a kid, you know, I, I didn't have a job yet. I was in seventh or eighth grade. I, all I did was play hockey and go to school. And yeah. and you had a lot of time. So I think I connected with JRPGs be, because they're great. But I also think I connected with them because, you know, you can beat... Um, these platformers in five, six, seven hours. Some of these platformers were, especially in the S64 and PS1 era, were really short. Yeah. Um, and those right were rentals, too. you know? Yeah. Yeah. The Final Fantasy thing is funny to me because there's so, I've played, I think, all of them, um, at least a couple hours, but I never, the, the earliest one I beat was six. I never beat any of the ones before that. I got really far in four, but oh, I never. Four is so good. Four is so good, but I just, I got lost. I stopped playing and then I, I you know, five got is, lost, good. Five is really good too. Never, never really played too much of five, um, and then one and two were so early that like they're they're different. The port on PS One was a little weird, but um, not as bad as Chrono Trigger's port, which was fucking awful. I don't know. Um, oh no, but Origins. It, no, Origins was one and two. Anthology, I think, was Chrono Trigger. Chrono and six. Trigger, and, no, Chrono Trigger and four, and then five and six was Anthology. What was, what did we say the other one was? Origins Anthology and, and Chronicles. I think was the other Chronicles, one. Chronicles. That's right. Yeah, I think Chronicles was four, and Chrono Trigger. I think Anthology was five and six, and then Origins was one and two. Um, and Origins came out late. Origins was, was like out in 2000, like it was 2003. Time. Yeah. I, I remember, that was the last PS1 game I bought. Um, so, yeah, to me, it was like uh, th- those games were really special. But uh, when I think about actually like where my huge blind spot is, it's not even really so much in console gaming. I mean, I have massive blind spots in Genesis. Um, I have massive blind spots in Xbox and Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Do you play the Fantasy Star games? Yes. Um, but not all the way through. I never. So the original Fantasy Star is a Master System game. And I think I played a ROM of that like a long time ago. And I think they ported it to PS3, maybe on the Genesis collection. But I don't know about that for sure. Two, I played um, when I was a kid and then I played it on Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three and four. Four is really considered like the epitome of those games. And, and they all they all kind of blur together to me. They're, they're not they're not as memorable as um as the Final Fantasy games, but I did play those games because I knew a kid when I was young who had a Genesis. It was family had a Genesis and an SNES and an NES and a Master System. And uh, rich. and um, so my exposure to a lot of early Genesis stuff, I remember being like, what is Fantasy Star? Because we we I didn't have any exposure to even the marketing or the the previewing cycle of I was so up in Nintendo's ass when I was a kid that like I didn't really know what the hell that even was. And so I remember playing that and like, you know, 
Streets of Rage and Golden oh, Axe and all these games. And I'm like, wow, Genesis is pretty cool. And I remember, I think I told the story about how when I was in sixth grade, I had my, my friend Jason, who was several years older than me. He was in my neighborhood and we played hockey together. So he was like a buddy of mine. He was in ninth grade, I think, at the time. He, we, I traded my SNES to him for his Genesis. And then my mom got really mad, maybe trade it back. And that was a great move because I wanted to play Shinobi or something like that. Oh, God. And um, <laughs> I was like, so I was like, I'm so tired of this fucking machine. Like, I just want like uh, it was a, 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 my mom. Saved, my mom, my mom saved me. Um, but I think with PC is where like there are if you name almost any PC game, I never played it. Sure. Like with the exception, like I have some I have a soft spot for some random PC games. Like we've talked about Chips Challenge and we've talked yeah. about. <laughs> um, you know some of the Star Wars games like Tie Fighter and X Wing. Like I like those games. Um, Dark Forces story or whatever. Fuck it yeah, was. Yoda's story and and like a lot of Star Wars related stuff I played. Um, like Doom and stuff like that I played. But there were there are so many. Like I have no lineage with Half Life. I have no lineage with Starcraft. Like, with Starcraft or yeah, like Tales or, from Monkey Island. World yeah, of any Warcraft. of the any of the adventure games. Poe po, like I I you know brought games to Poe all the time and he brought me Full Throttle once on PC and we played through that and that was awesome. But at the time, I had no idea that like this was a hu- a huge genre. Tim Schafer, all this other stuff, like no idea. Day of the Tentacle, no fucking idea. Any of that stuff's happening. But the problem is, the trouble with this kind of question is, is like, yeah, like I had I had watched and or played most of these games on console at some point, like just dawdled with them and messed with them. I don't think you have to have beaten a game to have experienced it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes, so like with like you know Genesis stuff like that's a blind spot per se but it really wasn't I had a Genesis later on and I went back I mean I, I told you guys how I even found like a new copy of Castlevania Bloodlines when I was in high school mm-hmm. in like which is 10 years after the game came out almost in uh in to- Toys R Us and I was like what the fuck like this is the, I remember being awesome I, went, I remember there was like 10 of them and I like, want to buy them all um but with PC like I just don't even know sure yeah, like, like that's the thing where it's like I don't even care that's that's the other thing is like I don't like I just don't there's like I, I want to go back and play there's some games that like I have never experienced that we were talking about the DNA of games and how I think Miss Pac-Man is so fundamental to play Pong is a fundamental game you should play um, just to understand like really the embryonic state of games understand video um, ball better and and you know obviously like Galaga and, and Dig Dug and all those kinds of games but um, Zork is actually one of those games that like I actually really want to go play because that is a seminal text adventure that is kind of the foundation for adventure games today and maybe even in a sense role-playing games it's very similar to how like these mainframe space war games in the 70s are actually like kind of the prototypes for a lot of the games we play today in some way it's like D&D there would be no role-playing games on the console without D&D it's a similar kind of thing and that, that's like a huge blind spot where that game's actually supposed to be really good um, but even when I was in high school and I was taking computer programming and I would do nothing but play games on my computer because I and then I would just copy someone else's work um, like one kid did all of the work for everyone in that class. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And people were just on the internet or like fucking around on their computers. And I remember this kid brought in like um, Police Quest and King's Quest and like some other of these adventure games where you have to like very specifically type in like oh God. walk right and yeah, open yeah. locker and like all like and I remember we using like game facts and stuff like that. That was like my first exposure to even those kinds of games at all. But man, there's a lot of PC games that I just don't even know about. Yeah. Nonetheless, like um like I know, you know, even like Kid Chameleon on Genesis. Like I, I remember that game. I don't know if I ever. I think oh, I played Kid it. Chameleon was great. <laughs> that was like the, that. That was a that's a seminal like burned in memory of. I got that for my birthday on Genesis uh, from my folks the day like the morning before I went to school. Came back from school with a bunch of kids. We all played it there, and then we went to leaps and bounds for the birthday party or whatever. I was like fucking, that's a day right there. That was just an example to me of a game like where like I I know it. I think I played it. But at least I'm aware of it. Sure. Like, sure, like sure. someone could walk up to me and be like, there's a hundred, here's a hundred PC games out of the best PC games. And I'm like, I probably never even heard of half these games. <laughs> and then 
I probably didn't play 40 of the other 50 on that yeah. list. Act Razor is one I want to talk oh, about. Oh, it's M- a good one. Mitch always talks about like, this game sounds awesome, and I've never even touched it. Never Mitch was the it. Mitch was the first person I'd ever met that had the love equivalent to mine of Act Razor. Because that's not a game. That's a quintet game. It's a weird fucking game too. Um, I don't get it, and I don't. That like game it. is so so. That Act Razor is like one of the most unique games ever made. To to fuse God like God Simulator with side scroller is like really brilliant, um, and it's fun. And there's a way to perfect like get a perfect game in it too if you're like really patient um that's a must i think that's a must play game actually is awesome yeah. awesome 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 game. i'm still just shocked that you you haven't beat a star fox or donkey kong country 2 I, yeah. I would love to do something where sitting with you specifically with donkey kong country 2 because that game the it the design is just so next level it's so good for for a platformer and it's not in the the challenge way of Mega Man. it's just more in the sense of it really to me defined the idea of exploration and the the way that they use the the bananas and stuff to lead you to secrets or to make you think and learn how the game's design works to tell you where to find secrets it it's awesome it reminds me of super metroid or super mario bros in the way like i, I learned something from playing that game um and also yoshi's island i would love to actually see i would love to see super mario world 2 yes oh uh, that game sucks dude no i hate i hate i hate, I, I so hate that fucking game i remember i remember no, a lot of people do love that game. Like I remember Mark Ryan had a real affinity for that game too. One of my and, favorite games of all time. And I was so like, good. I remember renting it. I think I rented it. I don't think I ever owned it. And I was like, what? Like, I, 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 I was so excited. I'm like, why is this so different and weird? I don't That's want this. Awesome. This isn't so what I want. Mario World again. Yeah, I was like, I just want Mario World with eight new worlds. That's all I wanted. What yeah, you do? We waited so long for that shit. Um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, th- yeah, Star Fox. Like I played them. Um, I don't remember ever beating them though. And I, I think there's probably when I really when I really sit down and think about it, there's probably a lot of games like that for everybody. No, there's for always sure. some, there's always, but I don't know. Like I don't like consequential games. I just don't know. I was I was playing a lot of random shit on the N64 though. And sixty four Star Fox sixty four is the only Star Fox you have to beat. Like the rest of them, like the Super Nintendo one, it's fine. If you play it, you get what it is. And like, all the rest of them are definitely like. Only if you like 64, you'll find things you kind of like about that. I don't think I ever played a Star Fox game after Adventure, which was Dinosaur Planet, right? Dinosaur Planet became Adventure. Right. So, yeah, that was the last Star Fox Assault, which was the GameCube one, which was 20% awesome and 80% garbage. Yeah, I didn't play that one. I didn't play any of the DS or GBA or any of that kind of stuff once. I I just remember remember buying that just because I used a jar of coins I had saved and went to Coinstar and and dumped them all in, and then I bought Star Fox Adventures. Star Fox Adventures. What's up, Crystal? You're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, my biggest blind spot is definitely, I've said this before, but the last generation, like the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, I just didn't play too much. I beat a bunch of the games, but yeah, like the Arkham games, never my thing. I tried playing Arkham Asylum, and it just didn't grab me. Um, you get your second chance soon with that HD collection. Yeah, we'll see. What about Bioshock? Yeah, Bioshock, I love Bioshock 1. Um, again, though, never beat it. Like I got really far. I think kind of fucked up. Probably eighty percent through, and then I just stopped, walked away, and did other things. Not that it's not amazing, because that game I would put up there as like a holy shit, this game's incredible. Yeah. That's that's on the level. That game's on the level for sure. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, the Mass Effects I never got into. Well, yeah, um, yeah it's fascinating because like the you know, last generation would be my most comprehensive knowledge base probably but i think that's because of where you guys were oh, professionally sure. yeah, yeah, i yeah. think it's because of where i was professionally sure. at that time like that was when i was in college that's when i was like working God. fucking my ass off yeah for, you know and I just, it really was i don't have time to do this because it's you. either play games or you know make videos and i had to make the videos. yeah I, I mean i feel the same way about I, i've thought about in the past like gamecube ps2 
uh, Xbox era was probably my least comprehensive, except for GameCube. For some reason, I just went out of my way to like just play GameCube all the time, except for that one year where I wasn't really playing games. You so. loved it because it had a handle. But PS2, I was like, I was a PS2. I kind of got over pretty quickly. Like I, I, I had got it when it launched in October 2009. By 2003 or so, I wasn't really even playing it anymore. Dude, was that like, was the lifeblood. That um, PS2. But to, so like that was probably my gen. And I had an Xbox, but I just played like five games on it over and over again. So, so was the zombie. So did everybody. Uh, so. It was Kotor. it was uh, yeah Kotor and Halo and, and, Halo and, and Jane uh, Splinter Cell Rainbow Six and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah so I feel that way about I, I can sympathize with you because that's when I was in college and it was just I just had other priorities but the GameCube I made time for good um, as you should have and again like, I don't know we got to talk about the GameCube sometime because I do I just I just call it I'd love to <laughs> you twisted his arm I don't really know what the, like what I was thinking in that that like I probably should have came around a little bit earlier. GameCube had great games. It was a great library of games, but I was like, my Stockholm Syndrome was at an all-time high during the GameCube era. Like, you wouldn't even known me then. You know? Well, <laughs> I knew you during the Wii era, so I feel like I kind of knew you during the GameCube era. <laughs> oh, my God. Colin, you going to so play funny. this PS3 game tonight? No, man. I'm play, waiting for the Wii port. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Wii port. I'm going to go play Call of Duty on Wii tonight. What the fuck's wrong with you, Colin? <laughs> I wanted to believe. So speaking of, of blind spots in video games and stuff, sure. we're talking about PC games. We yeah. don't play the PC games at all. We don't. The drivers. A lot of people out there do play PC a games. Nerds. So they were sponsored by this thing, Total War Warhammer. Okay. Totally outside of our wheelhouse. Sure. But did some research. Seems like it's getting good reviews. People, people like, like it. People like it. So if it's your thing, hey, this topic's for you. Sponsored Dork. by Total War Warhammer. What is Total War Warhammer? It's a fantasy strategy game of legendary proportions. Total War Warhammer combines an addictive turn-based campaign of conquest and empire building with explosive, colossal, real-time battles all set in the vivid and incredible world of Warhammer fantasy battles. You guys ever do Warhammer at all? The, the, the painted Warhammer figures, figures no. and stuff? Yeah. I saw yeah. them. Anthony yeah. Gaius used to do them. Anthony used to tell me funny stories about about Warhammer. Like He would be in the garage painting his figures or whatever and then like someone would open the garage door and he'd like scramble and hide all this <laughs> stuff because he didn't know who was coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the perfect match. Show Warhammer is a marriage made in gaming heaven. Warhammer is a rich high fantasy world of perpetual war and massive battles and Total War is a critically acclaimed epic scale conquest based strategy game. So when you put them together, that equals a gorgeous high fantasy world of perpetual war and conquest on a colossal scale, brought to life in hours and hours of gripping strategy gameplay. It's epic fantasy, total war style. No one's done Warhammer or indeed fantasy like this before. From the personal skills of your characters to 20,000 roaring orcs. No, well, how does that make you feel, Kevin? You like them 20,000 roaring orcs? Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why do you think he likes orcs? I don't know. <laughs> Just, you know, the look. As a fantasy <laughs> spectacle, it is unmatched. If you're a PC gamer and not involved, you're missing out. Factions that are all feel and play very differently. Each race is wholly different from their own unique characters, campaign mechanics, battle for the units, and play style. So, if you want more, release date, May 24th, 2016. Platform, PC, slash Steam. There you go. Final topic of the day, as always, brought to you by the Kind of Funny Forums. Go to kindoffunny.com slash topic. Nope. Slash gamescast topic to submit your topic for the show. You have something to say, Greg? No. You look like you have something to say. No. I'm just like new people are joining, so I just want to make sure. I'm uh, here. Okay, cool. Hey, how you guys doing? Because it looked like you topic. were about to say this topic's also brought to you by Steven Insler. Oh! Our boy. Supporting us over on patreon.com slash games. Thanks, Steven. Thank you. You are a Patreon producer for this show. Slash seducer. You produce and slash seducing. Which is a really nice tie-in because every single question today is sex-based. This is episode sixty-nine. I like how you're giving up on the horn because it mean, was so sad. It's hard to switch back from well, the horn. Well, it was just sad today like, during the giveaway stream too. The horn just wasn't. Doing I was what fucking you up to. the horn. You know what, Greg? The horn's a little sad, isn't it? Womp womp. I can do the sad one. Don't worry, Colin. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I just give him twenty go. minutes to set it up.
Don't do that after. Now, do, now, do, the, now, now do the Uncle Nick one. That sounds just like Kevin. There's yeah, a, oh, this does. It weirdly sounds like Kevin. It's called Uncle Nick. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's fucking bizarre. I don't like that. All right, it's let's get back me. back to the questions. Again, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 69. 69. It's been a long time coming. But here it is. Amy66 says, What do you think gets our beloved game characters hot and in the mood? For example, in later games, Mario 2 and Mario 3D World, we know Princess Peach can hold her own against Bowser. So maybe the whole game is actually Mario's own sexual fantasy, and he just finds the whole damsel in distress thing a turn on. I've thought about that before. Jesus Christ, Tim. And I think it's good. I think, you know, it, it's motivations and it's goals and whatever gets you going, really. She, she made a Mario 2 reference? Yeah. Wart mm-hmm. is the bad guy in Mario 2, mm-hmm. not Bowser. Let's get the, let's get things straight. Well, no, but no, she was saying that, like, well, let's just get things straight. Let's get things straight. Own. Let's get things straight. Well, it was also a dream. Mario's let's get this, fucked let's, up. Let's dream. get things straight. Because he just wanted that her to be in distress. She I just say that because I love Wart way more than Bowser, and he's, he's really? criminally under, underused. Well, he should he have, criminally I, can't, I can't believe he's not male uh, or not Smash, Smash Bros. Bros. It is upsetting. It's totally ridiculous. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's totally ridiculous. It's totally <laughs> but ridiculous. Of all the injustices in gaming, this is the biggest. We have like 17 Fire Emblem characters. I think we could get we Ward in there. We do. What, what do you want to do? Just walk back and forth? Just freaking, that's it? It would be cool if he had his <laughs> own stage with the horns, like the horns and like the vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Pretty, I, think be pretty, I think it's pretty no, easy to do. It is. It was a little crown on and his I'm doofy looking face. I'm upset that Mario 2 never got like a proper spiritual successor. It kind of did in Super Princess Peach on the DS. Oh yeah, I never played that game. But that was a super toned down version. You're playing with our emotions. That was really weird. Oh yeah, our, don't laugh. Yeah, I was going to say, don't people feel like that game was really sexist? It was extremely sexist. What happened? <laughs> so it was the... Kind of the gameplay style of Super Mario 2. You're okay. picking up the tournament, sure. turnups and all that stuff. Um, and it's like heart-based. Um, but the the gimmick of it was that you, to get past certain levels and shit, you need to have different emotions. So she'd get angry or she would get sad or she would be excited or happy or whatever. And it's like, okay, it was like, she's a woman, so she has emotions. And it's like, all right, that's no, no what's the problem? Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, uh, no, I think I, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I think like you know Drake obviously gets off on murdering people mm. and getting away with it. Um, that's a hundred percent correct. He totally gets off. I on think that. it is. He ain't fucking anybody. That's always the thing. He could him, him and Elena, him and Chloe. They could be on these ventures having the sex after they kill a bunch of people. You know the one reference we were talking about earlier, right? Chloe and him getting it on. That was in the beginning of Uncharted Two. That was her trying to sell him on this proposition that Flynn was giving them. Mm. Mm. I'm assuming he's banging it out, Greg. In if between- I was Drake, I'd make that happen i know you would mm-hmm. but that's why you're not drake but if drake could do it better than i ever could i know that for damn sure well that's for sure yeah, yeah. Course, course. dr light and dr wiley get off on watching their robots kill each other sure for sure, sure. You know, that's good you know what i'm actually gonna skip ahead because that is a, a great segue there where i'm gonna scroll down to find this thing hold on i'm gonna stare at the camera while you do it keep keep staring give him the sexy stare Oh, here we go. Spara 57 says, what are some of the featured bosses of the upcoming game, Mega Man 69? And what powers does Mega Man get from them? Colin, I feel like this is right up your Mega Man 69. Boner Man. Boner, Boner Man and Boner Jam Man, I think, are two different, <laughs> two different they're brothers. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, I feel like Dildo was my first Dildo go. Man. Dildo yeah. Man. Dildo Man. Th- yeah. Why are you... You're, Kevin, you're shaking your head at me. That's... Lube man. Slide. Fuck that is oh, good. Oh shit. Okay, shit, cool. that is good. Slide, sliding from Lube Man. Boner man and boner jam man. 
uh, ejaculation man, goatsy man, goatsy man. Yeah, <laughs> damn. You know what his final attack is? Yeah. What is it? He opens it up. He just opens it up. <laughs> sucks him in. Opens it up. Sucks him in. Butthole man. Yeah. Gotta have a butthole man. You gotta have a butthole man. You make. You're making solid points, Colin. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Mm. I like Luke man though. That was well thought out. Pound man. Mm. You never go hard punch. Kink man could be good. Kink, yeah, yeah. And then you have like all the, the yeah, all the whips and chains oh, okay. and stuff. And yeah, BDSM man, mask. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you be into this call? Would you play Mega I'll Man? I'll play 69? any Mega Man game. <laughs> get in a food on the phone. Get a Kickstarter going. Hey, Spider Man. Hey, Spider Man. If there was a video game where you play as the producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino oh, himself, what kind of game would it be? <laughs> Catherine, like sure. Sure, that would make sense. But yeah. Bad dreams about all the things he's doing wrong. <laughs> but rather than moving the blocks, you'd be climbing because he's part of the climbing community. Oh, okay. You'd be climbing stuff. But you, it's one of those where the me- it wouldn't even be you had to get up there without hurting your back. So like mm-hmm. there's all these weird mm-hmm. things to do. And like if you, you go, you start to see like, you know, his arm's going to get all back. His shoulder's going to give out or whatever. So you have to do some yoga before you go up there uh-huh. or talk about doing some yoga before you go up there. <laughs> there's that like instead of hanging out at the bar in Catherine, they're hanging out at Starbucks, of course. Man, uh, Catherine's that's great. You really nailed it because it has the all the the fucked up nickisms and it has the climbing. That's, yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah. That was damn. There's good. also there's also the constant. There, so okay, here's here's what it is. Mm-hmm. You have to climb the wall as fast as possible in the dream, of course. But you have to do it without hurting yourself, right? Or you'll fall down and do it. But you also there's it's timed and it's up until you have to go to the bathroom. Like there's oh, a meter damn. counting down to you having to use the restroom. Because it's always that's Nick's life. Yeah, it's the race against the rest. <laughs> How many times is he gonna go to the bathroom during Civil War tonight? Oh man, Daniel Freitas doesn't even have a question. He was one of those people I was speaking of earlier. He says, "All I want from episode sixty-nine is just the three of them sitting there naked, making nothing but sixty-nine jokes. Make it happen." I still say it would have been great if you and you know Tim and Greg just sixty-nine each other around on this table. I'm just saying, I don't think this all table options are on, on the, the table. table. It's true. It's awkward that your dad's calling you right now. Yeah. Hey, dad, just talking about 69 other dudes on the yeah, table. Should I, I take my, my shirt life. off? I love that this is what I get to do. Just sit with you guys and talk about bullshit video game sex just because it's episode 69. Exodus 69. Oh, man. Javier Bonet1027 says, Greetings, gentlemen. Are there any moments in video games that have gotten you in the mood? Have you ever been turned on by certain characters in games? My example is Chloe from the Uncharted franchise. You guys are awesome, and yeah. I love you very much. I love you. I don't know that I necessarily have ever been like, oh, man, I'm watching this and now I'm in the mood. That's happened with movies. For sure. sure. TV shows. For sure. I don't think a game's ever gotten me in the mood. Okay. Um, Have I been attracted to game characters? Yeah. That's of kind of what they're made for. Right? Like, I mean, when at, at times, like when they're being sexualized in that way, it is to evoke a, a, a reaction and that sure. reactions from in my pants. Well, and okay. I sure. don't think a game's ever gotten me hard. Well, I want that. No, oh. no, definitely not. Yeah. I think it set me on the path to being hard. Mm-hmm. I, again, I go back to that massive, the Mass Effect thing. <laughs> what? That, that's, that's, a, that's a bridge too far for the 69ing episode we're talking about. Uh, Goatsy man, <laughs> all other shit. But uh, back to that Mass Effect reference with the assistant or whatever in the shower. Mm-hmm. Like that was hot. Do you remember the scene? Because it was like she went. You, you. I forgot what the conversation was, but then it was like she went into the shower, and then like Shepard just sits in a chair. Like watches from a while and like while well, she's being getting naked in the shower and then you then Shepard just goes in the shower. So I'm like, damn, that's a hot fucking scene. Yeah. And of course, I was in love with Madison Page and Heavy Rain. Of mm. course, I'm in love currently with Elena Fisher. Nice like, sense. Yeah, that does make sense. But they don't just give me rock hard rage boners every time I see them. You know? I mean, I, yeah, I never. So like I said, never got a boner from a game. But when I was a little kid, I mean, I definitely I was tantalized by the idea of sexuality. So I remember uh, Candy Kong from Donkey Kong Country. 
She was created exactly for this reason. When you look at her, it's like there's these big old bazookas hanging out and shit. You're like, like Donkey Kong sitting there like with his bananas and stuff. And it's like, you mean your dick? That's what it is. It's a metaphor for your dick. The 90s were a different time. They Again, were a different time. They were extreme. Remember, we're talking seven-year-old little Timmy here, not knowing what the fuck's going on. And I'm seeing this monkey. And I'm just like, what are those pixelated things on her chest? Then I learned, Greg, they were boobs. Right. A year later, Titanic comes out in theaters. Oh my god, Titanic. The first time I saw boobs, I realized I've been missing out. What a, I what love a, these things. What a goldmine Titanic was. You're like PG-13 and then just tits. Yeah. Giant fucking titties on this. Because <laughs> you're in a movie theater and it's just a nipple. You're like, oh my god. I'll this Kate it. Winslet woman's going far. <laughs> all your dumb friends coming back to see it. Speaking of all this. Good fictional story, Titanic. Johnny Epp says, does the games industry need to tone down its R-rated content with women in a sexual nature? I think so entirely. I think that they need to be way more decisive about what they're doing, and there needs to be a bit more quality in all of this stuff. Having said that, I don't think there's anything wrong with sexuality, and I think that people need to be okay with understanding that objectification isn't a bad thing on its own. It's that combined with intent that creates bad situations. And I do feel like when you see these images of the the orc males and they have all this armor and an orc female and it's right, a right, right, right. green girl in a bikini or a blue girl in a bikini and that's yeah, the yeah. only difference. It's like, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, we need to kind of make some steps towards that's that. That's the thing. I don't I when he says, Do you want to see it toned down? My answer would be no. I don't want to see people I don't want to have lynch mobs going out there, right? And the PC police saying, Don't do this, don't do that. I I'd rather see the, uh, the scale balance and there be more honest portrayals of females and you know strong female characters and all this different stuff you're Lara Croft right, right from Rise of the Tomb Raider I'd ra- or Elena Fisher or uh, Nadine right now in Uncharted 4 right I'd rather see that start coming up and not worry so much about tearing something else down but what we always talk about let the market decide right that no no we want these characters these are the characters we're going to celebrate if you want to make these juvenile you know caricatures of women Whatever, more power to you, but we won't buy those games. We won't support those games. We're not going to do it, and that'll balance it off that way. Rather than it be that we have to lead this charge to tone it down, I'd rather lead a charge to rally around the games that do it right. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, going off that, Tomb Raider is a perfect example of being a franchise that just completely exemplified this in the 90s of just that game was sexuality. Like, you didn't need to, if you didn't play that game, you still had an idea of what Tomb Raider was, and that was nude codes. You know, sure, but it was more than that. I know me wrong. It was. But I'm, but I'm talking about to the mainstream user, like to, to my well, mom. See, okay. My mom thought Tomb Raider was the game with the nude code and didn't even have it. Now, see but, here, the thing, the, Tomb Raider is a really interesting one, and I'm with you because that again, like I got Tomb Raider two, so Tomb Raider one, I, and I'm on my PC, it barely ran or whatever. But I do remember nude codes and all this stuff, and oh my god, look at her chest, da da da. But keep in mind, and I, this is coming hot off the heels of when I went and hosted that PAX panel, right? About 20 years of Lara Croft, like. She was the, I forget what year it was or whatever, but on the Times list of most influential people who didn't exist, like in the top Mm -hmm. 10 and da-da-da. It wasn't that, I think now it's so easy to look back and be like, oh my God, look at how they portrayed her chest or this, that, or the other, da-da-da-da, the nude codes. But it was... It was empowerment. She was a strong female character that was scantily clad or whatever and had unrealistic proportions. But a strong female character who... Uh, female gamers or just females did connect with and did see something in and did get inspired by. I think I think it's really easy to throw the baby out of the bathwater and be like, well, she was so her short shorts or skimpy top or huge tits that you are like she was clearly it, it didn't matter when I think really for 
all that said, she did more good than bad. I think she inspired more than she tore things down. Yeah, I mean, I I do think that that needed to happen in order to get where we're at now. You look at these, the modern Tomb Raiders, and it's a totally the right way to, to handle the whole thing. Um, I do think that they're like in, women empowerment and sexuality are not like on the same scale where it's like if sure. it's sexual they're not empowered because that's total bullshit like women can have sure. sex with sure, whatever sure, the fuck sure. they want you know what I mean on the other side of that though I think that the the Tomb Raider thing it wasn't so much about the gameplay it wasn't so much about even the character it was about every single magazine even if it wasn't nude codes it was cosplay of like the, the paid cosplay the like Sony presented cosplay of these just ridiculous women with guns in their mouths you know what I mean like, like licking the like, sure. pistols and shit and like it was Overly sexualized in a that that was all that it was way. Mm. Like I think that Laura Croft in the '90s did represent that, and the, I think the movie. Look at the movies, you know, like that was. Like, what, what, what about them? They're bad. Angelina they Jolie's in them. Yeah, you're I, saying that it was an excuse to sexualize her. I definitely. I think that they were, especially compared to nowadays with how things are. I think that well, it, I, that's you can't compare nowadays. But I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just saying that like the Tomb Raider now compared to then, it's like I think that now's the right way to handle it. Well, then, sure, but I mean that's totally just that's the that's everything aging up and you know the benefit of hindsight and growing up or whatever. There's this great uh, skit I was watching on the internet last night. Sadly, I can't remember what YouTube channel I was on, but it was uh, no, I wish. This is a really funny idea. We should have done it. Uh, it was the Sandlot in 2016. Oh my god! And it was the part where, like, you know, the jocks roll up and the Sandlot kids come out and they also go back and forth insulting. And the one kid goes, "You play baseball like a girl," and everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like, why they got to make it about gender? Not, not, not. <laughs> and they went back and forth, like, like putting him funny. down. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. I love that. Uh, Jay Dolar says sexiest 8 or 16 bit character of all time I feel like the easy answer is Samus I was going to say but right? I didn't I wasn't into it I, she looked weird she looked really weird because of the suit or when she was out of the suit for the flash when she was out of the suit okay it was like I'm not into that that's not my color. I'm not tea. into that no that weird little pink bathing suit not my color it wasn't flattering on her you like pink I do but not on not on that portrayal of Samus okay for sure. Okay. I'll allow Samus later, uh, like on in zero, zero in zero mission. Yeah. Yeah. Like then they nailed it. They got somewhere good. I think fighting games kind of do it right. Um, the that generation of fighting games. Like when you're talking about the like my from Final Fight. Or not Final Fight from um um Fatal Fury. You know what I'm talking about? She was good. Nailed it there. Then Street Fighter, Chun Li, Cammy, sure, whatever. Sure. And he thought it was overly sexualized. Absolutely. But I mean, if you're talking about overly sexualized 16-bit characters, sure. I think fighting is where you at. Felicia from Darkstalkers, um, Sonya Blade, Mortal Kombat. It's really the fighting games. Because the fighting games had diverse casts. Splinter in Ninja Turtles. Pretty hot. Magnet Man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so See, that's the thing. I don't know. Just being a young kid, I guess I never... You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't connecting on that level with my... Mm. Games, obviously, I mean, it would have been like, "What? Who's the girl in Double Dragon? Like, she was a girl." Okay, yeah. So the Cruise in USA bikini girls. Oh, Cruise in USA <laughs> bikini girls. I do remember. Sure. <laughs> Shout out to the Cruise in USA bikini girls. Sure. If someone could find them on Twitter, that'd be great. Oh my god! I put them like that. Actually, <laughs> you set this up. <laughs> this is a catch twenty two. <laughs> Just taking photos of my dog. You can go follow Tim at. I love it. At no, Tim Gettys. I'm going to send it to Kevin so we can put it oh. up. Oh. Because this is a 69-worthy picture. It's a, it's a fucking special occasion. We're having some fun. 
We're usually such bitch monkeys. But this is usually are. a very tightly show. Totally. Absolutely. We never talk about sex jokes. Um, let's see. We're coming to the end here. We're, we're going to end the 69? We're going to end the bang. 69 episode with the bang. I actually think this is a really interesting question that I want to know your answers to. PP is poet says, has the lore of a romantic encounter in a game ever completely sidetracked your playthrough? Oh, yeah. Of course. Mm. Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect every time becomes how, like, who am I going to bang? You said this. I don't know if I like it. Da-da-da-da-da. Who am I going to choose? And then that becomes Mass Effect 2. I love so goddamn much, but it became so tough of like, fuck, am I going to fuck Garrus, Jacob, or uh, Miranda, right? And then like Jack popped up at one point. You're like, oh, fuck, Jack's kind of cool too. What do I do? What am I going to do with all this? And then you slowly, Miranda, man. you know, you had to make a choice. I weeded out. I, I ended up with Garrus. Mm-hmm. Miranda's hot. Miranda's hot. And I like how they make, and that's a, another great example of like a character that's supremely sexualized, right? And then they work it into the story. I'm like, no, I'm built from the ground up in my genetics to be, to look like this. Yeah. That way I can, you know, be an even better whatever. Yeah, for me, it was And Final it's an Fantasy excuse 10. then to put the fucking camera angle down by her ass the entire time, but whatever. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, sorry. Final Fantasy X, uh, I mean, it was very limited in, in its options for this, but there was conversations that could guide you towards Lulu, Yuna, or Riku. Right. And I was all about that Riku. Persona's another good one, too. Happen. Where it's like, all right, cool, I gotta stop the fucking things happen in the TV world, but fuck who of these girls do I like? What am I gonna do? She is such a tom tom tomboy, but I love her. Yeah. Yukiko, quiet. Runs mm. the inn. I like that as well. Mm. Ooh, I don't, where am I gonna go with this one? Is Teddy? Teddy, Teddy is well, no. He Teddy's also trying to bang people. No, he's on romance. Oh, he's on so. his own. Yeah, yeah. Tracked is like then you have, shop. Then you have Reese show up. Mm. Literally a fucking teen pop star there who's in love with you. Oh, cool. What are you gonna do? Her. What are you gonna do? The answer is her. This episode brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash KFGames and enter code KFGames to save $3 on any new subscription. Loot Crate's more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate, and they guarantee at least $40 in value. The onslaught of big summer blockbusters makes May the perfect time to celebrate some of pop culture's unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbeatable characters and objects. We've got something you can carry, something for your kitchen, and a cool figure to go with our monthly tea and pin. Featuring two Marvel items, plus Warcraft, plus Dragon Ball Z, no one crate should have all this power. That's a Kanye West reference, and I appreciate it. I didn't get it when I read it on my show. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate when the cutoff happens. That's it, Jack. Yeah. It's over. So go to kind of funny. Nope, nope, nope. Go to lootcrate.com slash KFGames and code KFGames to save $3 on your new subscription today. There's so many URLs, man. I know. There's so many of them. Remember the first time you heard about Google? <laughs> no. I do. I thought about that. Though. I distinctly remember in computer class in high school, Mr. Craver was like, all right, you want to go to this, go to Google.com. We're like, what the hell is what that? The Google. It's a search engine. What the hell is that? Thank you so much for joining us for this very, very special event. Um, I'm upset because we're out of podcast. Except for because I love you. Will Tim Getty's making an appearance on episode 69? He might have to. I'm inviting myself on the show. That's fine. We'll figure it out. I need to talk louder. Is the gate cutting me off? No. I, just, I don't like you listening. It's getting dangerously close. Till next time. I love you. Come to Kind of Funny Live. Kind of Funny.com we'll slash tickets. sex stuff. Whoa. Maybe also, watch Love and Sex Stuff every Monday, 9 a.m. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny.